Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello everyone, welcome to today's Beacon. In the short period of time that the schools were open before Easter holidays, on my commute to work I noticed quite a few confused travellers. If you have not guessed yet, I work in a school and commute on a train. Watching people in the train station, I sometimes make up stories about where they're going and what they're doing. Most of them are absorbed by their phones and they are functioning on autopilot because they know where they're going and what train to take. But there are exceptions, people that are making their journeys for the first time and they don't really know which train will take them to where they need to be. In these occasions, people are looking for someone to ask. Normally a conductor or other station personnel. The more technical savvy people check it on their phones what time the train comes and on what platform. Then there are the shy ones that do not want to ask anybody. They look at the departure boards and hope to see the location they need in the list of the stops of the coming trains. People that are not sure where they are going or if they are on the right train have a certain look on their faces. Of course, in our days, taking the wrong train is not that big of a deal. You just need to get off and go back. There are a few trains every hour and you don't need to buy another ticket. I didn't anyway. On my commute, sometimes people ask for help from other commuters or from me. Most people are helpful and if able they do point the person in question in the right direction. If it's me that the directions are asked from, I feel somewhat nervous and a little bit anxious for the person, as I would not want them to end up somewhere they did not want to go. And I wouldn't want them to get off too soon or too late. For this reason, I repeat my directions before getting off. Ask yourself this question. If you knew that someone was going the wrong way, would you warn them? Are we looking out for our fellow people, physically and spiritually? In the Bible, we are told that the Israelites had such a designated person appointed by God himself. These were the prophets. They were supposed to tell the people when they were going the wrong way and also when they were going against God's will. The prophets were the mouth were, were God's mouthpiece used to guide his people. Let's look at, at an example. Elijah was the most famous and dramatic of Israel's prophets. We find accounts of his life in the book of 1 Kings. Elijah predicted the three-year drought as the people were following idols. This drought ended on the Mount Carmel in a dramatic showdown 
between the prophets of Baal and Elijah as the prophet of the Lord. Let's read a few verses from 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 20 to 24. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on wood, on the wood. But do not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, what you say is good. The prophets of Baal went first. They prepared their offering and started to call the name of their God. And yes, nothing happened. The Bible tells us the following in verses 27 to 29. At noon, Elijah began to, ta to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is God. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or travelling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears as was their custom until the blood, their blood flowed. Midday passed and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time of the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. When Elijah's turn came, he asked the people to pour twelve water jars on the sacrifice. And then he prayed the following prayer. Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and I have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burnt up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones and the soil and licked up all the water in the trench. This is in 1 Kings chapter 18 from verse 36 to 38. When the people gathered there saw what happened, they repented and returned to the Lord, recognizing him as the only God. Elijah was one of many prophets across the ages. Prophets were often isolated, seen as weird, outcasts, and worst of all, ignored. 
when they were warning people of wrongdoing and going against God. Last weekend we celebrated Easter, the death and resurrection of Jesus. As a result of his sacrifice, God does not use prophets like in the olden days when they had to pass on the message to the king of the land. The worshipping and serving the Lord is not a nationwide decision any longer, but an individual one. Each man and woman has to decide for themselves if they want to know and serve God. He does not want sacrifices on a mountaintop or ritual. He wants a relationship. He wants you and me to come to him and recognize him as Lord. He wants us to ask for forgiveness and spend time in his presence getting to know him. And when we know him, he wants us, every one of us, to tell others that they are going the wrong way, that they got on the wrong train and need to get off and get on the right train, as their eternity depends on it. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.